Hi, I'm Jim Wells, and I'm a member of the Best of Us Investors Network. Join us if you'd like to become a part of our community. Today, we're going to talk about staking Cardano. And the first thing that I want you to understand is that there is no added risk for staking your Cardano. It stays in the place that you have stored it. That's right. There's no, they don't have access to it. That your staking pool operator, the person that you put in charge of your Cardano, does not have access to it. It is very safe and secure in wherever you store it. It's more secure in other places than others, and we're going to talk about that. But the goal of staking is to get the most reward possible for the least amount of fees. And we're going to determine that today. I look at staking with Cardano as kind of like a dividend stock that can pay you out anywhere from a 5 to 6% return on your investment. In addition to that, I'd also encourage you to also think about how much you want to support the greater mission of decentralization in terms of cryptocurrency and support the goal in this space moving forward for both your general philosophy and the ultimate long-term profit in this space and the less risk. We are going to discuss your options on how to find the best staking pool. Best of us investors has no sponsors in the cryptocurrency space. We do not receive financial support from any wallet companies or staking pools. I'll be right back. Best of Us Investors presents Jim Wells. I'm going to talk to you about some factors you should consider before staking your Cardano. So I have here an article from Bitcoin Life, which talks about the approved best places to stake Cardano ADA. Now, I have some conflicting ideas about this, but we're going to actually go through the chart because it's represented here very well. So number one, things that you should consider. Do you want to control your own stake? When you let the exchanges stake for you, like a Binance or a KuCoin, you're giving up control of your own funds and handing the keys to the specific exchange. You maintain by maintaining your control of your ADA by using a Cardano wallet, such as a Daedalus or Yori or Adalite. So keep that in mind. You can see here that Binance charge, charges a 0.07% fee and a 0.1% fee, um, and it can be anywhere the estimated Rate of return could be anywhere from 5.9 to 9.32 with Binance, and a KuCoin could be 1.5 to 8. That's a pretty big range. Um, so, again, I would, and there's also minimum amounts that you have to put into store with that exchange. But there are fees, and you're also not in control of your ADA. So keep that in mind. You always want to be considering the pool performance. You want the highest rate of return. And the next thing that I'm going to talk about is, do you want to support decentralization? Both Binance and KuCoin are centralized exchanges, along with Kraken and Coinbase Pro and all the others. So please keep that in mind. Supporting decentralization is critical to the long-term success of Card the Cardano network and other cryptocurrencies. In order to make sure the blockchain continues to run reliably and with integrity, we need to maintain a healthy distribution of stake across many stake pool operators. Okay, if everyone were to go with these big exchanges, then 
it wouldn't be decentralized at all. So, and that is really the goal. So you want as many staking pools as possible so no one is in complete control of them. You can help by not delegating to groups that control a large number of staking pools, such as Binance. Again, there is no added risk to staking your Cardano. You have to decide where uh, you want to store it specifically. So the most secure is a cold storage wallet, like a Ledger Nano X or a Tracer. However, you can see on the chart that there is a small fee to do that. Um, the Ledger Nano is anywhere from 1.7 to 4.5% to store it on your Ledger Nano. Um, Tracer, I'm sure, is close to the same. I don't have that information at, at, on hand right now, but just keep that in mind that cold storage does charge fees. Does charge fees. It is the most secure. And you also do choose your staking pool with the cold storage wallet. You do need some tech savvy to set up your wallet and choose your staking pool. And we are going to go over how to choose your staking pool today. The most profitable and pretty secure would be your desktop wallet. It's not as secure as a cold storage wallet, but a Dedulous or a Yori or an Adelite, Adelite, excuse me, any of those desktop wallets, um, the Daedalus and the Yori are specifically, and the Adelite, all three of those are made specifically for Cardano. Um, there is not as secure as cold storage, but you do choose your staking pool. You are in control of your keys, and you also need some tech savvy to set up your wallet and choose your staking pool. The most convenient way to go would be an Atomic or Exodus wallet, which is a mobile wallet. Very convenient. You can buy, store, and stake very quickly. Uh, it's not very hard to set up. Uh, they, but they choose your staking pool. You are still in control of your keys. You still are in control of your cryptocurrency, but um, they are choosing your staking pool and your rate of return. Um, and it could be anywhere from one to 2% less in your returns. And you're really not clear on what the fees are. So you'd have to really check out and see over time what kind of return you're getting. And if it's doing what it's saying it's doing, it tells you the amount of return, but it doesn't tell you the amount of fees exactly. So, um, so keep that in mind. You're basically depending uh, on them to choose your staking pool. The most centralized, but probably the easiest way to stake on an it would be on an exchange. Uh, you'd buy it, store it, stake it right on the exchange. You are going to pay higher fees, uh, and you're not insured. Okay, if it's lost on one of these exchanges, there is no insurance. Okay, if it's hacked, okay you lose your cryptocurrency. That's why it's so important if you are in the crypto community and you really understand what it's all about to store your cryptocurrency properly. Okay, I really advise you to um, put it on your own wallet and the most secure wallet is a cold storage wallet. Okay, a Tracer, Ledger, Anno XS uh, and wallets like that. Okay, so please keep that in mind. Uh, my recommendation would definitely be to go with a cold storage or a desktop wallet based on your risk tolerance and whether you want to pay higher fees for cold storage. Um, so keep all of those variables in mind. If you're going to go this route, you need to know how to choose the proper staking pool to maximize your rewards and minimize your fees. So some terms that you should understand. Number one, pool fees. 
there are fixed fees that are called epic fees, and they're charged to the entire pool. The standard amount that is set by IOHK was 304, excuse me, 340, that's the number, and they are deducted from your rewards, everyone's. You really can't get away from the epic fee of a minimum of 340. The variable fees are the amount the pool operator charges to run the pool. Now you can set those and you can identify those and find out exactly what the percentage is. Uh, 0% would be uh, all of the pool's proceeds go directly to people in the pool. If you had 100% of the variable fee, then that would mean all of the rewards would go to the staking pool operator. Not good unless you're the staking pool operator, so you definitely don't want that. So please keep that in mind. In addition, you should know the pool size. How, much, how many people are in the pool? Important to choose the pool that is not too big and is not oversaturated, okay? Because you don't want to receive penalties. You want a pool that is under the saturation rate, uh, a smaller uh, fee pool, or excuse me, a smaller block validated pool is, is um, you might receive more rewards, but you might not receive them as consistently. Um, oversaturated pools, again, charge penalties. There is a, also a pool pledge that you should be aware of. So understanding the amount that the pool operator is declaring and is vested in the pool. I'm gonna take you to Pool Tool IO, which is the online version, uh, and we'll show you all the variables in terms of selecting the best pool based on the highest rate of return and the lowest fees. Okay, so we are looking at Pool Tool through Cardano, IOHK, um, and we are basically trying to, again, find the staking pool that has the highest return with the lowest amount of fees. That's our goal. So we want to determine which staking pool to delegate our ADA to. So as you can see, we're going to look at all the variables. And to start off, you have the ticker for the pool and the pool name itself in the second column. And then you have the pool ID, which is very important because when you do choose a pool, you will go through your uh, wallet, either your uh, desktop wallet or your um, cold storage wallet, one of the two. And you will identify the pool ID uh, and, and claim that pool. And then you have the epic fee, which is pretty much standard at 340. Uh, IOHK set that amount for the minimum epic fee in terms of uh, fees that you have to pay toward uh, the um, toward to being involved in the pool. Uh, and again, that's pretty much standard. And then you have the variable fee. You don't definitely don't want to pay more than the 340 though. Then you have the variable fee. Um, and again, that's basically uh, what the amount of the staking pool, the, the, the rewards from the staking pool will go to based on the percentage. So 100%, all of the proceeds of the rewards would go toward the pool operator. 0%, then all of the rewards would go to the uh, staking pool community. So and anyone that's involved in the pool itself. The declared pledge, pledge is something that you definitely want to be aware of because you want the pool operator to be involved in the pool. Uh, so 
he is declared, uh, and you want him to have at least some type of stake involved in the pool itself. So that's that's extremely important. Okay, so uh, that gives you an idea of the variables. Now you can go and you can actually search for certain variables that you are interested in. And I have mine already set up. Uh, and the first thing you want to do is you want to identify non-zero stake. So uh, I just basically hit this button, pulled it over, and that's going to say, okay, any pools that don't have uh, the pool operator vested in the pool, we're taking them out of the equation. And then I also have the not saturated identified. So we don't want any pools that are too big that are receiving rewards or receiving penalties, I should say, for being oversaturated. Okay, so we want uh, either a smaller pool or something something that's in still within the range of not being saturated. So we want to keep that in mind. After that, we definitely want our pool to have some blocks already validated to, so that we know that there is a history and this person hasn't just started and he is serious about, uh, or whoever the persons are, they're very serious about uh, keeping up with the pool and validating blocks. So 100 plus is at least a good minimum. I think if you if you go to 1K, 1,000 blocks, now you're, you might be eliminated, eliminating some higher percentage reward fees. So 100K or 1K, excuse me, 100 blocks is a good way to start. Okay, the amount staked in the pool. We definitely don't want to get into the 255 million range, but because we've said uh, not saturated, we've identified that it's not going to include those staking pools, at least as far as the active stake that is involved in the pool. So we don't really have to worry about that. We're going to keep that within its full range. The epic fee is very important. We don't want to have a bunch of uh, pools in our in our search that have high epic fees. We want to keep them below 500. So we've identified that. And it doesn't allow you to put it at 340 anyway. So we'll just say 500 is the range for that. The declared pledge, we've talked about the importance of that. I set it at at least 500K. The more the better but again we don't want to we don't want to eliminate pools by setting that too high so 500k is a respectable amount of money invested in the staking pool so that's what we're going to set the limit at and then you have the variable fee again and we can set that limit again a hundred percent would go to the stake pool operator if you had it a hundred zero the entire amount of rewards will be going to these, these people that are in the staking pool. And hopefully that will include the pool operator also. Okay, so then um, there's over 2,500 staking pools. So by setting all these variables and then hitting apply, okay, and hitting apply, there we go, good. We should have a list of staking pools. And it looks like we do. And it's a pretty condensed list. Looks like we have about 15 here, maybe a little more or less, but pretty good um, amount. Okay, so the epic fee, first thing we want to check, again, we want that at 340. Let's just keep that in mind. We want to be aware that 500 is a little high for that. We probably don't want to go with that pool uh, unless they're just giving us ridiculous amount of awards. We'll, we'll check that out. But again, 340 we want for an epic fee. Looks like these are all zeros as they should be in terms of the um, 
the reward that's given to the staking pool, so that's good. But the two most important things we want to check over here are the return on stake, return on our investment. So uh, how much ADA are they producing? So return on stake is right here, along with the amount of blocks that they have validated in the lifetime of the pool. So let's set this so that it's going from high to low, so it's much easier to see. There we go. Okay, so we have, okay, it's very nice that we, again, know that there's at least 500,000 pledged, so we know these guys are serious, so that's very good. We know there those other variables, and now we're looking at the return on stakes. So 579 is the highest we have right now with all the variables that we've set. Um, if you want it higher than that, you'd have to play with the variables. You might have to go back and uh, reduce your declared pledge or maybe up your variable fee. But 5.79 is a decent amount. Uh, so, and they've had, but they've only had 103 lifetime blocks validated. So, again, what are you willing to give up to get a higher return? That's what you really got to look at. So, right here, 5.20 with 1,000 blocks validated. Okay, that's, that's more. Obviously, they've been at it for a while, and they've had an average rate of 5.2 return. That's not bad. Um, if you go down to 2,000 blocks being validated, you're giving up some return on your stake. So you want to keep that in mind. Uh, you could also give up some declared pledge to give probably a higher ROS. I was playing around with it earlier, so I do know that that is what it will do. So let's say that you... Uh, don't have a limit on the declared pet pledge, you go down to zero, you know, I, I wouldn't do that, but you could do that. Um, and you hit apply. Now you're going to get a new list. Look at that. You just went up over 6% with this staking pool. Okay, so you're, you're getting a higher rate of return. However, this guy only has 1,000 declared pledged. Uh, that doesn't make me too happy. So I really wouldn't want to give up uh, I wouldn't go with this percent. Now, some people might. They might just check it out. Maybe this guy, you know, is very serious, even though he only has a thousand pledged. But I would, I would be checking number one, the return on on the uh, stake, uh, if he continues to get blocks validated, and then I would go over here and make sure again that this variable fee stayed at zero percent. Okay, just because I'm a little suspect with him only having one one k vested, but. It might be great. You might be someone that's new and is very serious about it and just doesn't have a lot of money to invest. So that is something that you could go with. You go with the 6.25 return, which is outstanding, and you just check it to make sure that he doesn't raise the variable fee. And if he does and he's not validating blocks at a rate that you would like, then, um, then you could go with another staking pool. So what is the name of that staking pool out of curiosity? Okay. Let's see if we can get over. No. Okay. Okay. So we can get over there. All right, I'm not able to get over there. So if it, that's fine. I'd rather I'd rather not know the name of it. So we can just. So I I really don't have any uh, allegiance towards any of these pools, honestly. So uh, I'm just going to go with the one that fits the variables and uh, fits the criteria that I'm looking at. So that should give you a pretty good idea, at least, of how to identify all, all the different variables and look for something that will give you the highest rate of return with the least amount of fees. I hope you have a better understanding 
of staking Cardano. W.R. Crater, he also goes as SAP, is a member of the Best of Us Investors Network. He's a part of the crypto team and involved in the cryptocurrency space. He has a technical background and is very knowledgeable in the area of staking and yield farming. And he was one of the people I went to as a resource for this video. So he, his expertise is in that area. So I was able to utilize that. And there are so many members in this network that have a very extensive background in technology or financing, or they've just been involved in the space for a long time. And they share their knowledge in a very unjudgmental and very collaborative way. So if you'd like to be a part of that, I would encourage you to join. We'll see you soon.